Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it's Tuesday, and the week is getting really interesting for me. So earlier today, I was kind of sitting at lunch and wondering what the heck I was going to do. And a lot of the items that I've been looking for have been selling out really, really fast. So I really haven't had anything um, that I could sell and not really too much build up to keep selling. So after having a really good month last month, I was trying to figure out what I could sell and what types of items to look for. And I had scheduled, I had found a couple items that were uh, from Best Buy. So I scheduled like a curbside pickup there, which if you've never done one of those before, it's one of the greatest things ever. I mean, if for nothing else, if curbside curbside pickup is like an always thing that happens at Best Buy and we can always do that, I'm 100% in because I literally drove up. I didn't get out of my car. I didn't do anything. They handed me uh, a couple items that I was getting and then I was on my way. And it was the easiest thing that I've ever done. And so I, I can see how the uh, how the public may shift more towards doing these sorts of things in the future and how this could possibly help bolster a little bit of these, um, a few of these businesses that are kind of the brick and mortar places that we find ourselves going. Most of the time, people don't really want to go out of their houses and they don't really want to have to go in a store and walk around and find the item. And it's just a waste of time. And so to be able to go and pull up to a store on my way home and have them just drop the items in my car and then me go is something that I'm really, really enjoying. And so if that's one of the things that becomes the norm out of the coronavirus, I won't be upset about it because one, that kind of gets people more into online selling and buying and that's always good for me and anybody who's a reseller and two, it's just a lot easier and a lot simpler and it saved me a bunch of time. I didn't have to do anything. I could go on Instagram whenever I was in my car. I could uh, call my girlfriend. I could do whatever I wanted to and I didn't have to worry about going in the store and finding the items and stuff. So that was pretty nice. I, I did enjoy that. Um, but then I ran over to a couple of the stores in the area and I have to say like they restocked a bunch of things that were, um, popping up that I was buying earlier in the, in, in April and stuff. So I was able to get my hands on a ton of different products and pretty much stuff my car to the brim with them. So I'm pretty happy about that. I, I'm going to have a late night tonight just because I'm going to have to go home and take pictures and list and. I'm going to be doing a lot of pre-packaging just because that saves me a good amount of time whenever it comes uh, time to ship an item. And especially if you have a lot of items that are similar, you can get yourself in a rhythm when you're packing. And it's like anything. When you start doing something the first one or two times, it's really, really slow, uh, really methodical process. And then once you kind of get your, your way of doing it down and you kind of get used to what you're doing, you can usually get it done a lot quicker and kind of get into a system of doing it. So that's what I like doing when I buy a lot of the same product from a retail store or I find a bunch of the same product at a garage sale. I'll like to go home and package it up as quickly as possible just so it's ready. Make sure you mark the outside of the package if you decide to do that with what is inside because a lot of items end up looking the same once they're inside of a USPS box. But um, you know, it just saves me a good amount of time and when something sells, you're not going through the hassle of going down and shipping it and packing it up and making sure it doesn't break. It's just already there for you. You grab it and you keep it moving. So that's something that I'm going to do tonight. It'll take me a while. I'll probably be up super late, but it is what it is. I mean, you don't get to make money 
this easy and this quick all the time so you have to take advantage of the opportunities that you're given but that was it i mean not really too much else has gone on today um yesterday we had a couple releases come out um disney was doing a whole bunch of things for the uh like may the 4th so if you don't know may the 4th is star wars day because like may the 4th be with you so um that always has a bunch of things go on that day where there's just a bunch of items releasing and stuff and disney got really involved with it this year so i was happy to see that and kind of got my hands on a few different products they were releasing but outside of that um not really too much going on for the next couple of days at least not that i can think of um i think that there's a couple pairs of shoes coming out this weekend that i'm going to be targeting and then next uh, next week i think there's a couple sneaker releases that i'll be going after but outside of that it's just been kind of um one of those periods where things kind of seem a little bit calm for reselling where there's products you can go out and source but they're not as uh, super hot as they once were or there's a lot of them that are out of stock now and you know a lot of the thrift stores and these stores like the Rosses and the Marshalls and the Burlington's are all still closed so it's one of those things we're just trying to take time to invest in your business is something that um, you know something that'll be beneficial to you during this and that's what I did a lot today during lunch um, I was able to get my stuff sent to the post office pretty quick and then I built out in my uh, spreadsheet that I use to keep track of everything a way to track the different shipping supplies I have based on the barcodes that they have. So I'm going to buy like a barcode scanner from eBay for like 20 bucks, plug it into my computer, and then if you scan like a barcode with a barcode scanner, it actually pulls the numbers straight from the barcode into Excel and you can set up your scanner to like go to the next line and all this kind of stuff. So. I basically have a way to keep track of the inventory of boxes I have and then once my boxes are kind of running low it gives me a notification and gives me the link to buy to get more for free so it's just really really nice and that'll be something that'll be beneficial to me because I can't tell you the amount of times I've run out of like flat rate padded mailers or cardboard mailers or I go to get like one of the shoe boxes to ship a pair of shoes and I realize that I'm out it's just it's hard to keep track of those things when you're in a rush and I'm always constantly moving with different things whether it's shipping something and then going and working on the number side of the business or going to buy something that's coming out on a release there's always something to be working on for me and so I usually don't have enough time to sit down and take inventory of my uh, the different packages I have and all that kind of stuff so I'm gonna set up my computer whenever I'm doing shipping I'm gonna plug in the barcode scanner and I'll just scan the packages whenever I'm done it'll automatically put into my sheet what the numbers were and then it'll keep track based on the barcodes which packages I have how many I have left in stock and it'll just be super nice and streamline the business a little bit more so I'm looking into that um, looking into doing a few other things like tracking receipts for shipping and stuff it's just it's super annoying having like I got one of those 12 to 13 pocket accordion binders binders that I take with me everywhere uh, like whenever I take my backpack places because I usually have to ship something so I keep that with me and then I put all of my shipping receipts in there and I don't scan them in because like I don't have a scanner that I can use that would do it quickly and my phone is super trash so I can't even imagine what would happen if I tried to scan all my receipts into my Dropbox so trying to wait out until my phone gets here on Thursday and then scan all those receipts in and hopefully come up with a system that I can just 
make a link inside of my spreadsheet and if something sells and I need to refer back to the shipping label or the receipt from the post office, I can just click it and it automatically comes up for me. So just other things like that, not really anything too exciting, but just stuff that makes things easier for me so I'm not wasting a bunch of time when you know a buyer responds to me and says hey you know this isn't um, this isn't here or this isn't something that I uh, ordered or, or whatever I can look back at the shipping label and tell them yes no uh, you are right you aren't right and here's what I can do for you or whatever so and that's something that's been going on a lot recently that's kind of what I want to talk about is dealing with dealing with some of the weird things that happen whenever you're shipping um, just because it can put a real damper on things whenever you get a product and it sells really well for you and you ship it out and for whatever reason it's out of your control but the buyer doesn't get the product in time or the um, shipping service decides that they want to hold on to the product or like my phone I bought I'm not sure how FedEx does things but I bought my phone sorry I'm just throwing around a couple things that fell in my car but I'm not sure how they're like distribution centers are set up but I bought my phone from somebody in New York and they're shipping it and it went past way past Pennsylvania down to Tennessee and I don't know where it's going next but no wonder it takes so long to get things because if you're going from New York to Tennessee just to get to Pennsylvania like that seems super inefficient to me and obviously the people at FedEx are a lot smarter than me and they know what they're doing but it's just one of those things where okay no wonder it takes so long to get things to my house from from a place that's so close it's going the whole way to Tennessee before it comes back to PA. So, you know, those types of things are happening now. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the distribution centers are having some problems with different people getting COVID or something and kind of trying to move more products to places that aren't dealing with that as much. So that could be one reason why it went to Tennessee. But just thinking about that and how it's been affecting a lot of resellers, I'm hearing a lot of people say that they're dealing with buyers going, hey, I didn't get my package or I got the wrong package or you know somebody stole my package or whatever and dealing with that is is something that's pretty difficult because like I said it's something out of your control you did your due diligence you made the label you slapped it on the package and you sent it out and after that you can't do anything but I mean there are certain precautions you can take beforehand and during the entire shipping process that I've started to do that helped me a good bit with letting myself know that if anything happens, I don't have to worry about it or helping to kind of ease the buyer whenever they're a little uptight or a little upset about something. So that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. So when you're shipping something, my general rule of thumb is anything over a hundred bucks, I tend to buy the extra bit of shipping insurance on. I think I've talked about this before, but it's just good to retouch on it. If you're shipping something that's over 100 bucks and you're not a top rated seller on eBay, it's very important that you do one of two things. One, you go to pirateship.com and you buy one of their labels because it comes with $100 of insurance standard. So unless something has changed, which I don't believe it has, priority mails only ever come with $50 of insurance. And then after that, you have to pay up for more. But pirate ship labels come with $100 of insurance. I don't know how or why but they're the same price as eBay labels. So if you have something and you don't feel like paying the extra buck or two for insurance, then you might as well just buy it on Pirate Ship and then import the label into eBay by just uploading the tracking number and who you shipped it with. So that's one way to do it. The other thing is just if you're buying a label and it's you know something that's like 500 bucks, like I, I got the Nike Strange Love Dunks around Valentine's Day 
and I shipped them out. I think I sold them for like $529 or something. It was like $519.99 is what the price was. And that's a pretty expensive sell. I think that's one of the most expensive things I've ever sold on eBay. And I was pretty nervous because the person didn't have a lot of feedback. And I've said before, don't worry about it, but kind of everything comes at you when you're shipping something for the first time that's really expensive and you don't know what to do with. And I hadn't really dealt with shipping an expensive pair of shoes like those before. Maybe a pair of $200, $300 shoes, that's fine, but $500 is a lot to kind of think about. So I ended up buying the insurance on that and it only ended up being like five bucks more to get full coverage on your package. And so when you're shipping with the post office, you just save the individual shipping receipt that you have and that goes a long way with protecting you on eBay and with PayPal. And so what you'll do is you'll save that receipt, you put it somewhere. I'd like to try and document what I have, but I also document when everything sells. So I look at when things sell and then I can base based off of the receipt dates and stuff um, when when I should be looking for items and stuff, like what receipt date would have the item on it. And so that's one way of doing it. I also try and staple the different like cutoff slips from those shipping labels to my receipts. And that saves me a little bit of time because I can look through and see what packages were on them and stuff like that. But recently I've just been so busy I haven't done that. So that's one thing though. I mean, if you get into a problem with eBay with shipping or you get into a problem with PayPal where the person files like a, a claim where they didn't actually mean to buy the item. I mean, that's a common one. If somebody wants to get you, they'll go behind eBay, they'll go through PayPal and they'll say, hey, I didn't actually mean to purchase this. And so PayPal will protect the buyer because that's what their job is. And so eBay doesn't know that PayPal is protecting the buyer. PayPal will then create a case against you saying, hey, we need to know if the buyer actually purchased this or not prove anything that you have that would say that you shipped the item or whatever. And so you have to be able to prove with a tracking number, with a receipt, with some sort of proof that you actually shipped the item to the buyer. And then if you do that, PayPal, I can imagine nine times out of 10, I've never had a problem with it, but they always cover me whenever I say, hey, here's the shipping receipt, here's the tracking number, um, anything else you need, let me know. They always cover me and say, hey, we don't think the buyer actually made this purchase and whether they did or not is nothing to do with me, but they say you're also covered because you made this transaction with PayPal and you proved that, that you did it with the documentation that you gave us. So that's just something to keep in mind. Keep those receipts from the post office. Unless it's a super cheap sale, I always like to keep them just so I don't have to worry about somebody coming back after me and saying, hey, you didn't actually ship this, you didn't do this, that, or the other thing. Because if you don't have that receipt, you don't really have any proof that you did ship it. So. And that's kind of an oversight on the post office's part. I mean, they should be able to, they should be able to take your phone number and from that just send you a shipping receipt to your email or to take your email and send it to your email. And they have that, but it's each time you go in there, you don't just type in like a, a small pin or something. It's like you have to type in your email every time you go in there. It's just a pain. So that's something that is going to be huge for you if you want to have a little bit of extra protection whenever somebody is trying to say that an item didn't get to them or something. Um, sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. You just kind of got to judge that on your own, but don't ever accuse them of lying because that's not really going to do you any good. So the next thing is oftentimes I'll get buyers that are either confused or they don't know how eBay works or, or whatever it may be. Um, and so they reach out to me 
and they say, hey, my item hasn't arrived yet, or hey, did you ship my item? And like clearly you can tell on eBay if the item has been shipped, you click on the tracking number and it pops up what location it's in. So, you know, when I click the tracking number and it says that it's over in Omaha, that I know that, that the item is shipped, like the buyer should be able to see that. But for whatever reason, whether they are somebody who's not used to using eBay, whether they have no idea where the tracking number is or what a tracking number is itself, whatever it may be, they don't know and it's your job to kind of put them at ease. So for me, I usually send a message of something like, hey, I am so sorry. And that's one of the biggest things, apologizing for almost everything on eBay, I think is a major key because I think it calms people down. It's one of those things where I read a book called, um, crap, what's it called? It's It was by Chris Voss. He was the lead negotiator for the FBI and he said that apologizing for things or saying I'm sorry puts people at ease a little bit because it makes them feel like they're more in control and so when you do that I always start out with an apology just because it usually puts the buyer at a little bit more ease they know that they're not dealing with somebody who's scammy if you're apologizing and being genuine it oftentimes put that puts them in a lot better mood and makes them easier to deal with and then I'll usually say something like, hey, I'm sorry, I I will do my best to get in touch with whatever shipping service it is. I'll say FedEx. I'll get do my best to get in touch with FedEx. And I don't know what's taking them so long. I've been seeing that a lot of packages have been getting delayed, so I don't want you to feel like this is only yours. Um, I'll try and get it sped up if I can. If there's anything else that I can do for you, please let me know. Uh, have a great day and then I'll put a smiley face emoji after that because eBay can do emojis some platforms like Mercari can't but eBay can and if you put a smiley face emoji at the end of your message I don't care like who the person is I feel like it puts them at a little bit more of ease knowing that you're kind of a nicer genuine person I think emojis go a long way at expressing emotion emotion compared to the different things that you can do so I always do that just to kind of put the buyer a little bit more uh, hopefully calm them down a little bit and so that kind of thing goes a long way. Being able to talk to the buyer, being able to say, hey, I don't know what's going on with this, but I will do my best to help you with it. Being able to provide them the tracking number, um, being able to provide them with whatever it may be. I mean, I try and each time that I get a, a response where somebody claims they haven't gotten an item, I'll say, well, did you, tr did you check the tracking number? Here's a link and I'll check the tracking number for them and send them the link and it if you send them the link, like if you go on USPS.com and do a tracking number and then you copy the link after you hit track, it saves that tracking number in there. So it just sends it to the person. All they have to do is copy that link and it brings up their tracking number for them. So if they're like older and they don't know what they're doing, then that's usually a good way to help them out. And kind of aiding people through the process of buying something on eBay is one of the biggest things that I think saves them a lot of headaches and you a lot of headaches because the more headaches they have, the more they're going to come back to you with them and it's just it can be kind of difficult sometimes when it's so simple and yet you know it so well and they don't so that's something that can help you a lot when you're dealing with these different shipping issues trying to reach out to different companies and stuff like that um, whether it be FedEx or the post office or UPS I don't usually do that just because I don't really ever have to but there are cases where it is important to do like the time where I shipped a where I shipped one item to the wrong buyer and then I tried to redirect it to the right one and then 
the the correct buyer canceled the order on me and it was a huge mess I had to call the shipping department for FedEx a ton of times and make sure everything was set up make sure it was coming back to my house and make sure there wasn't any problems with it but for a lot of people that is something that they are a little bit wary to do and myself included so just getting a little bit more comfortable in those situations and actually reaching out to these shipping companies and talking to them they're set up to be able to deal with problems like this because they know they're going to occur because they're a shipping company and shipping companies screw up things all the time but at the same point you know don't get too caught up in being afraid to reach out to them talk to them and all right so quick thing there a bunch of things fell on my laptop and closed it and it went to sleep so i had to kind of take a quick break there for a moment but like i'm saying just just be careful i mean do what you need to do most of the time you won't have any problems shipping things but in a time like this where things are getting all kind of bent out of shape with shipping and kind of delayed a lot just be careful to keep your buyers in the know and keep them at ease as much as you can that's really going to be huge for you in dealing with them dealing with shipping problems and trying to keep up with what's going on with your items so that's really all i have to say about shipping there's not really a ton else that you can do about a shipping delay or a shipping problem but it can be a kind of a thorn in your side if you will because you really can't do anything about it but the person obviously has a problem with it because their items not to them and they should have a problem with it I mean their item isn't where that should be at the right time but it's not your fault and a lot of them don't understand that so trying to keep them aware of that trying to keep them understanding of that is really the best thing you can do for dealing with a shipping problem or something like that so um, with that being said I think I'm gonna go I am pretty tired out from the day it's just been a lot of running around a lot of uh, busyness at work and then a lot of busyness after work and I still got a ton to do once I get home so I'm gonna get going I'm gonna plan some of that out right now on the rest of my ride home and then hopefully get a lot of these items packaged up and ready to sell for tomorrow so I'll let you guys go you guys have a good one stay safe stay healthy and relax a little bit enjoy some time with your family I'll talk to you tomorrow peace